0: So, Gooch, where I come from when I was growing up.
1: West Nashville.
0: West Nashville. That's right. You know how we do it on the west side. Uh, one of the biggest things was where you were going to go to lunch after church on Sundays. Like, everybody had, it was almost always a Chinese buffet or a Mexican restaurant. Every little neighborhood had their Chinese buffet and their Mexican restaurant. The parking lot would be packed. Yep. As Nick and I are settling into East Nashville, we found a little place just up the road called El Fuego that we started going to after church on Sundays a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Sweet potato chorizo hash. I'm convinced best dish in Nashville. But that wasn't what kept us coming back. Third, fourth, fifth time we were there, somewhere right in there. Uh, there was a There was a baby in a high chair, and they spilled some crackers or water i can 't even remember what it was and I look over and I see somebody sweeping it up. They were just just a happy man sweeping up, cleaning the floors and somebody says, "Do you know that 's the owner of this place there were There were employees running around everybody 's happy everybody's doing great, and I see the owner with a broom and a dustpan mm-hmm. cleaning up after people. And I said, this is a place where I want to go. Fast forward, winter 2021, January, pandemic was at its all-time high. We couldn't go to restaurants. We had been stuck in the house forever. We had just gotten through the most depressing holiday season probably of my life. And El Fuego has since moved. But what we had noticed is they had put up these little red tents in the backyard in their new location. We thought, you know what, if nothing else in the middle of winter, we can go and sit in a tent. They had put up these heaters, same owners, same employees, everybody just as happy. The food was amazing. We started going every single Tuesday just to have a place to go. Every week, the community grew bigger and bigger and bigger. As you and I have continued this podcast, you know, all season long and getting to know kind of the personalities in East Nashville, what this community is all about, one of the first people I wanted to talk to about this podcast was Jose Jose Murchon. Did I say that right?
2: That's right. That's great. Was that close? (laughs) No, that's perfect.
0: Perfect. Perfect.
2: (laughs) Who is the owner of El Fuego because
0: Mm -hmm. that is what East Nashville community is. Every week, I feel like it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, Gooch, this morning, uh, we are
2: blessed to have Jose with us in the podcast studio. Jose, Welcome. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to actually uh, be talking to you today. I appreciate, you know, your invitation, and I'm uh, delightful to be here. And, yeah, I love, I love, I love this place, and, yeah, it's, it's an honor to be here.
0: Anytime uh, your restaurants or you yourself uh, come up on the East Nashville Facebook page or any of the social media pages around here, there will be hundreds of comments about how beloved you and your brother and your staff and your restaurant are. Before we get into your story, which I really want to hear how you got uh, from Ecuador to East Nashville, how you got into the restaurant business, um, how you you bring your family here, how you find East Nashville. But but before we get into all that, tell me, what is it about your place that makes it such a hub of community?
2: Uh, You know, I I think... uh... Lots of people know that uh, uh, I grew up, I was actually born in the, in the Andes Mountains of Ecuador in, uh, in a very small town uh, called Pucará. Uh, it's like, it's, I think it's at 3,000 uh, uh, meters above the sea level. Wow. So it's, uh, it's like when you go to this like, these, uh, natural sea level, to, you go there kinda of like hard to like walk fast sure because it's like the oxygen levels are kind of like no like here. So, um uh, it's a it's a beautiful place uh very small it's a town of two two streets town and uh I grew up in the uh, in this uh you know very small neighborhood uh which is actually the town <laughs> I uh uh My dad is uh, a was in agriculture, you know, he worked in agriculture. And uh, I saw him, like, uh, doing his, like, job and help him. But later on, when I was, like, six years old, uh, he uh, became a butcher. And uh, here we go. Jose goes along with his dad, too, you know. Like, it was kind of like the family business uh, of being a butcher, my dad with my mom and uh, my other two older siblings. And uh, I think that's where I was born uh, to actually begin to think about like, how can you get things, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, on the business side, but also in the family and kind of like we all work together for the same purpose. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and then uh, later on, uh, we, we worked out for, like, until I was for, uh, 13 or 14 years old. Uh, and, you know, I never, uh, I had my, like, my dad letting me let to have my little business besides him already. So I will uh, be kind of, like, uh, in a way of, like, self-sufficiency because I, I will, you know, make also my my business will carry, create some revenue and I had like I didn't have to ask my mom, my dad to actually give me some uh, money for like my lunch because uh I already had and actually contribute some to for like uh things like, you know, uh my dad I remember once um uh, I was on uh fifth fifth uh, fifth grade. Uh he uh, out. Uh, he bought a piece of land because he didn't have any land, uh, so he bought a piece of land where he decided to pull out of school. To everybody, you know, like three, three of the, his like older sons okay. out of school. So he cut all of the expenses to actually pay for the land that he he bought it. And uh, we this all, was this was your dad. Uh, my dad, yeah. So, and you say three of us. How, how many how many children did your We did your are uh, six brothers and sisters. So six first, brothers and sisters, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're a family of six brothers and sisters. So, four brothers and two sisters. Wow. And then uh, he, you know, distributed and sent to uh, the farm. I was in a farm for, like, almost a year, like, by myself. And I was, like, you know, like, 10, 10 11 years old. And... Uh, so I, I will, uh, was farming, you know, had some pigs, uh, some guinea pigs uh, in the Andes, you know, of course. sure And, you know, this year passed on and my dad had a chance to like pay his, his land, uh, his dream. It wasn't a big land, but uh, that's what he, he had it. And uh, next year he, you know, we were back on track to, uh, uh, for school. And kind of like, it teach me a lot, you know, about, you know, work and uh, the value of also school, you know, because kind of like you take it granted sometimes in school. But I, uh, I really wanted to go back. Mm. And it was fun. (laughs) It was very fun. Uh, Once I did that, my dad uh, saw all of that, you know, effort that was put in and, you know, again, we had some money back at the school. And uh, my dad sent, uh, later on, two years later, he sent me to, uh, like, a, a private school to the city. So he did everything he could to um, make sure that, uh, that I am uh, uh, having the education that I, I need on his best of his ability. Um, and, uh, my and my dad my Older brother, he uh, he went to school there, same school. Uh, also, it was like a, a private. It was a private and like half private, half public, but kind of hard to get in. But uh, I remember that uh, I didn't sleep one week, completely one week, because I wanted to make sure that uh, I stay in the school. Uh, the school had like uh, lots of applicants uh, to get in. I had more than 100, I remember, and I was one of the 27 who qualify. Wow. Uh, and I did everything that I could not to go back, you know, to like where we were before. But I wanted to do something. I wanted to climb. <laughs> that it was my dream to stay at school. And, uh, you know, very, very soon, uh, uh, you know, this was kind of like a, the, the high school level equivalent okay. here. I uh, finished that school, uh, so, uh, industrial mechanic you know, making, uh, screws, you know, making like big bolts, uh, yeah. gears. That's what I went to school for. At, okay. okay Welding. And, uh, you know, uh, we were qualified. We get in 27 students, but, uh, we only graduate 12 from the three years of this program. And that was kind of like a big deal for me. And kind of like rewarding to, you know, from the hundred twenty-seven twelve, 12. And, uh, I'm glad that uh, I didn't kind of, like, quit. Yeah. I, I, I had, like, you know, uh, the, the strength to continue to move on. And soon after that, I uh, began to think, uh, like, uh, I will talk with my brother that used to live here in the U.S. And uh, he uh, he said, like, yeah, I mean, you come to visit me. I like, said, like, well, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, where, where did your brother live in the U.S.? Here in East Nashville. Uh, here in East Nashville? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. His, his name is, uh, like, uh, Jamie, mm-hmm. And he, uh, he used to work uh, at like, uh, a restaurant as well, in uh, Las Maracas. That's what he did. And he worked there for a, for a while. And I think a uh, lot of uh, uh, my pigeons know also him. But uh, because of him, I actually, land landed here in Nashville. Okay. And uh, how long ago was that? Uh, 2006. Okay. And uh, you know, it's uh, I work as a bus boy and you know, uh, later on, I, uh, a server. Learn the language. You know, I remember that uh, my first job as a server, like after like a three months, I get I got here in the United States. I, first day, I began to learn the English. Because I went back and home, back home, where I was in the Cuenca city, where I went to school for, to be a mechanic. Uh, they will always will teach uh, some English, you know, the basics. And I thought, oh, that's easy, you know. Uh, pretty simple, learn the English. And I thought that I knew a lot. <laughs> 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 like, so bri- when I got here, it was like, uh, like I just, like, like, I run into the wall, you know, mm. like, uh, I remember going to uh, my first stop and the problem that I had, I went actually, uh, it's not a problem, but an experience, <laughs> uh, going to a burger can. I got to a burger can and, like, got there to my my lunch. And uh, she said, like, so I, I, I suppose she asked, like, what would you like, right? But I couldn't say say back to her. And I just, like, pointed with my finger that I wanted that plate, and uh, uh, she uh, pointed back and said, like, yes, I, th- that's what I wanted, but uh, she pointed to the wrong plate, uh-huh. and because uh, I did not how to, like, complain, I couldn't say, like, no, no, that one, I want this other one. She actually, I ended up eating that one, because I couldn't, sure, I couldn't yeah. so,
0: like, uh, say, like, I actually, it's the other one. So. P- Gucci, have you ever been in a situation where you didn't, you didn't speak the language. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is. I I can remember and Jose, my, my wife and I lived, lived abroad for a long time for about, for about nine years and the experience you describe, I I can remember, I can remember that experience of, of, and the feeling of, I, I just wanted to yell at the top of my lungs. I'm, I'm educated i'm I'm smart I, I but you feel like such a child when you can't communicate um at, at that very beginning when you can't even order something at a restaurant I remember that feeling
2: right and this is like the basics yeah. yeah like the super basics and it makes you like like some people to think that you really are like you know like man this guy like what's wrong yeah. <laughs> like it, it uh under you know, estimate it <laughs> to a some degree you know like like I'm sorry for <laughs> this it doesn't speak the language right. but like you say like you know that's like you know but I knew it at that moment it was the second day that I arrived to the United States wow and then i I uh, saw a magazine that I go went back to went back home and I saw something like a, a book or something and I just saw the language I began to try to read and I Honestly, like that's what I did. I kind of like copy what it was in the magazine and uh, and the beginning to you know, write. And uh, wow. for me, that's like the best way to uh, uh learn something, just doing it. Sure. Uh, because you know, like maybe being a mechanic, kind of like you have to do it to like right, yeah, good at it. it's a right, yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know that. Thank you for sharing that portion of your story. Um, I honestly, I have been, and this is a confession, I've been to El Fuego maybe two or three times.
0: Come on, Gooch.
1: <laughs> maybe two or
0: three. Maybe two or three. Next Tuesday, roll up with a Hannahs.
1: And, it, and it's not because I don't like it. I love it every time I go, so I've never been. but So obviously, I don't know um, who you are, but I feel like we just found out, like, a lot about you. And, and I know David's initial question was, what makes your place special? And hearing that, knowing that the sole reason that you have your restaurant and that you do your business is because of family. And, and it's to bring people together um, so that they are learning. And mm-hmm. even when we talk about language barriers, because a lot on this podcast, we talk a lot about um, our neighborhood and our community and how it's growing. And how accepting we are of people that are new to our community, that don't look like us, that don't act like us, that don't talk like us. Yeah. And it's so crazy that, you know, the barrier that you struggle with in day two in America was I, order, <laughs> ordering a hamburger <laughs> <Burger King laughs> right, Exactly because you didn't know the language. And that's so similar to, you know, our community wanting to be progressive and to grow and to merge cultures, merge races. And sometimes we, though we both speak English, sometimes we don't speak the same language.
0: Sure. right, Absolutely.
1: You know, and it makes us feel, it makes us feel like a kid. It's like, man, I really want to help. Like, I'm really smart, but like, I don't, I don't hear what, I don't know, I don't get it. Yeah, kid. can't, yeah. And we both speak English.
0: Well, and and, and Jose, one of, and there's a lot I love about your story and I'm going to continue, I want to learn a lot more. But like you said, Gucci, I asked the question, you know, what makes your restaurant so special? Why is it such a hub of community? And it starts 3,000 meters in the Andes Mountains in Ecuador. Like that's what we, we talk so much in here. What I believe is that every every person in this room, every person you've ever passed, every person uh, that, that works at El Fuego or that you serve at El Fuego, all of us bear the image of the God of the universe. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what you do or haven't done. all of us are created by him and we all have worth and value in stories and we can learn so much from one another. And it is so easy to go to a restaurant and, and see Jose cleaning up after a table and, and think, I think, you know, his story. Yeah. Think, Oh yeah, well I know, I know, I, you know, more or less. What, what? What could be so different? And there, there's so much incredible power and beauty. And the idea of I get to come and sit in a room with somebody that that grew up in Ecuador, grew up in a, in, a, in a in a tiny village, had a guinea pig farm. Works, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like, worked so hard in school. <laughs> um, and now as I as I, I go every Tuesday, and I feel like every single week, you guys have something new in your backyard you've got you've got a new <laughs> yeah. gazebo uh just i was there just yesterday we're we're recording this on a wednesday and so yesterday was tuesday <laughs> we're always there on tuesdays yeah. um and you've got the you know yeah. you've got the plywood backing up to block the wind like every week yeah. there's some new improvement and now it makes perfect sense you're an engineer <laughs> you know
2: you're, yeah. you're a mechanic you know how to do all this stuff yeah always like looking ways to you know especially the outside uh i think uh uh, East Nashvilleians and especially here I see a lot of people love the patio oh, yes. so like so definitely we wanted to make sure that uh, people who you know our neighbors who come to El Fuego uh, uh, get you know I want I want them with all my heart to feel comfortable you know especially yeah. like with the, the winter and I, uh, I I feel also for the other business owners who are not lucky as El Fuego is you know it's I feel for them it's it's just hard to think like all the restaurants that have been impacted by and have a couple friends that they actually don't have the restaurant anymore mm-hmm. um, but yeah we're we're so lucky to have that and we continue to uh to make you know improvements and it's like one bit at a time you know that's
0: well, and so you guys went from um, the the little place by the railroad tracks on Gallison Road to the place you're on now, which is much larger and you have a huge outdoor space. You You made the move during the pandemic. And from what I can tell, your business has grown and thrived during the pandemic, which... Victimized the service industry, the entertainment industry, and the restaurant industry. What allowed your restaurant to grow and thrive when so many others, as as you mentioned,
2: uh, were suffering? Um, you know, he. I remember on uh, March 18th, it was a, a complete shutdown in Nashville, mm-hmm. and uh, we. Uh, it was very hard it was it was hard like honestly like like I mean uh, to see you know your business your little spot from being like full to just like a full shutdown and uh, our goods were ready to just like be served and now we had like the, the order to be shut down. It was hard but uh, because we didn't know what was coming also like you know we had the gloves. And we had the masks on and like distant, and it was very like threatening. No, that's not threatening. Uh, Covid, I, I I believe that's it is real. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, but uh, having like uh, not knowing, uh, that that was like super hard for yeah. us, and uh, we closed the business for like almost three weeks. But. I uh, I wasn't just in my house, you know, sitting. Uh, I was like, like, you know, thinking, how can we make this better? And I had plans. I, I, I had some plans to move. I, I wasn't the plans to move. But when it came, the pandemic, uh, I knew the main factor was, like, how can you keep the distance of everyone? And before, you know, you had to just walk size. Size and size I have to like and now like I knew that a spot automatically will be definitely not a place to uh to succeed. Uh, but when that happened, pretty much like the project or the idea of like moving was like uh it went like from like, well, you know, this is kinda like a like slow kinda like move, it went to like like absolute yeah. It did. It absolutely oh, yeah. exploded. Yeah. 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 It was like we have to do it. We have to change it because we weren't in like in the talks to move at the moment when we close. We say, I say, like this is definitely something that, uh, we must we must move to succeed. Mm. And it was, you know, between closing, or moving to a different place where it has a, a bigger uh, space because space was the key. Sure. Absolutely, because uh, we, we needed uh, the space to, in order to, like, you know, like when I saw like California and New York, the, the alleys were the walkways to, you know, uh, to walk. Now it's converted. And uh, later on, you know, everybody begins to like get it out. And uh, I, I just uh, instantly knew that we needed the space. And I think that the bigger space made us to, to make the move.
1: So, for those of you listening, a.k.a. myself, mm-hmm. the space that you're at now on Gallatin Road, how long have you been there now?
2: Uh, since last year? year. Last year. Yeah. Okay. So, and where were you before? At the, uh, you know, just half mile down the street. Okay. Very, very, uh, you know, the train tracks. Is that an old since Gold
1: chat.
0: Room. Get
1: the karaoke spot. Okay. Um gotcha. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's all making, it's all making sense. It's, it's, <laughs> that's right. What? It lets you know how much I've been. I, I'm, I'm Well, coming. you're down
0: here in Lachlan Springs. They're way up there in Englewood. Yeah,
1: that's a hike. <laughs> that's a trial. <drive. laughs> I can't walk there, so I'm not I going. I I got to take time off work to, oh, <laughs> to, to nice. get up there. No, but man, I, that, that is great, man. I mean, I hear nothing but great things. Uh, about what you guys are doing. Uh I guess question for you. Uh I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't, you know, I don't know the dynamic of the business. Um do you have you have kids?
2: You married? So uh, yeah, I uh I have one kid. Okay. Uh she is 6 years old. Um her name is Maeve. Maeve. Uh, yeah. It's That's uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. Good, uh, good Irish name. It's a good Irish. Her mom is like uh, German in Irish.
0: Okay. Uh, yes.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, so I uh, actually got divorced in two thousand and nineteen. Mm. Uh, it, uh, you know, as like many of us, it's just like something that uh, happened. Uh, it happens. It's just like uh, I can't uh, uh, regret, but I. Uh, I also like I think when uh, relationships are not great or uh, it, it's at some point I think it's 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 better to just to the just, change. To the uh uh we are raising Maeve in a in a way that uh in a best way that we can possibly do uh she's an amazing child extremely like creative and yeah, she's awesome. I'm trying to like get into the more Spanish because like most of the time she's with her mom, and I feel guilty about it. Uh, no, don't. But any any time that I uh, have uh, Mave, I always try to like push her with my language, you know, her yeah. heritage. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, yes, like I.
1: Sweet. So, what about extended family here with you? So, it's who are the owners? Who owns El Fuego?
2: Uh, I do. Just you yeah. by yourself. Yeah, I do. Gotcha. Uh, I have a brother who is currently going to, uh, uh, college. Awesome. And for the same basic, you know, like mm-hmm. learning the language. Yep. Cause that's kind of like the first step. He, he came in 2019 for school and he's, uh, at the Paul state. Uh, he's a, you know, a great dude. I, I, uh, believe in family and, uh, Definitely, it's like one of the 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 guys who I <laughs> like rely on and like yeah. we just like you know uh, I grew up with brothers and, and sisters and like that's like you know as even though I I was so far from the family for many years but you know I when I go back home I have this instant connection and it makes me feel like I always have been with them. Um, so sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have, uh,
0: I, I love that you get to go home and see, and see your family yeah, back that, in Ecuador. Yeah, um, I love that
1: too, man.
0: What does your community look like here? Do you have, do you have people that, that come around you, people that support you, people that love you? Do you have a, do you have a community of friends here in East Nashville? Uh,
2: I do. I do. Uh, I have, uh, I have, uh, I have some, some friends that, uh, you know, are closer to me and, uh, my days spending at El Fuego, you know, it's, I feel yeah. like, like, lots of people, is just like, you know, I'm, I, I love being there because I, I feel like, you know, I just feel it. I, I feel like everybody is, like, part of my, like, kind of, like extended family, you know? That's, like, uh, what I do, and that's what uh, uh, I'm passionate about it, and especially, like, you know, uh, you know, like, we were, like, known for uh, margaritas and, like, tacos, you know, making them from... Scratch the and squeezing limes every day. Uh I think that's what it makes specials. And like again, you know, I have some like close friends, but like most of my friends are like our (laughs) patrons. Like I'm saying.
0: Well and one thing I'll say, your your staff is incredible and so kind and so warm. And and the the longer that that we go, as we see the community kind of grow around you, you know, we see we see the cars up and down Gallatin Road every day, parking to to get to you. I, I'm finding it harder and harder to to find time to eat while we're there, because at some point, everybody that's there knows everybody else that's there, and you end up standing around and talking the whole time, <laughs> and you forget to eat.
2: <laughs> that's what the, what I the, yeah, I love about because it's a sense of community. It's a, a Everybody knows each other, uh, and uh, it it just creates a great uh, environment. You know, it's like I, I love when the kids you know come and just play in the front yard. Uh, it's just like a, a happy place to to be in need, and just you know, it's not only uh, a place to eat, but just kind of like to have your your therapy in a way. Yeah, you know, sure. I, I love that. People come in and just have a margarita and you have a kid and you know, they go play. We have some sand that uh, with this discovered we didn't know that has a like it was like a, a volleyball court in the back. So like a uh, lot of like our like you know the parents who have kids, they come in and just like they, they know where to go, you know, they know their spots and like they before you know it, that's like right there. And I love that.
0: Oh we yeah. we when we show up we don't even see Atticus. He's gone. But my six-year-old. We we. <clears throat> my wife and I and our older daughter. We walk back to one of the tables, and he goes to the volleyball court. He goes to yeah. find the other kids. He goes to the front yard, yeah. and we he just runs the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like,
2: yeah, I, lo- I love that that actually. Uh, uh, it's it's a it's a community, and with like, especially now with the pandemic, like it's it's hard to like bring uh, your kids now. The, the vaccine is available well for kids as well so it gives a little bit more freedom but yeah it's a, it's a very unique times Yeah, it also is. for them
1: yeah that's why I asked the question I wasn't you know asking to get up in your business but <laughs> yeah I don't know just, just trying to figure out you know one of the things that we talk about a lot on here um on this podcast is how we can support the people that support the community you know and so just knowing that you do have friends you got three new ones well One new one. I don't Mm know. Are you friends? You're friends with Sammy too, but Mm -hmm. you were friends with the Hannahs. Yeah, you've got new friends here, man. And I I think what you guys do um, there is fantastic. Um, Looking ahead, like El Fuego is the hot spot. Well, what what else you got in store for us? I I know (laughs) empire building. Yeah, I know he's, I know the wheels. Are rolling in your head I know you've got got different ideas got different stuff uh-huh. anything you can share with the people
2: you know like, I I uh, I always I'm looking for the current project you know because it seems like still like uh, to be the ball up, mm-hmm. uh, that space so we have a that space that uh, uh, I, I feel extremely like grateful to have that uh, space to you know to make some some changes, like you know, landscape and that kind, that yeah. kind of stuff, and I, uh, I just like wanted to thank everyone, everybody here in this Nashville and the community that come and support us, and you know, and keep with great vibes. Um, I feel like everybody knows, like where the, you know, the Morridas are at, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's always fun to yeah. uh, be able to like. Uh, see happy faces coming in the door.
0: As a, as a podcast that's, that's focused on the community and some of the people that kind of bind us all together, another thing that, that Gucci and I try to do is learn from, from the experiences and stories uh, of, of some people that, that we don't know and that have these unique stories like you do. And as, I, as I'm hearing your story, one of the things that I would love to learn from you is what can I do? What can our community do to come alongside that young man from Ecuador or Guatemala or Romania or Vietnam or, or, or wherever they've come in from? And and they're at, they're at McDonald's and they don't speak the language. And how do we come along our immigrant community that's that's moving into? into East Nashville. How
2: can we love those people well? What can we do? Um, You know, like, to accept them in the way that, because when somebody comes in, uh, they don't know a lot. And uh, sometimes they're extremely, you know, uh, smart people. Uh, But because of the, you know, color, gender, uh, you have the language uh, or you believe. uh, uh, We can't separate that, you know, have to give the opportunity and acceptance to that and uh, give the opportunity and uh, for them to like, to grow. And uh, for those guys who are, you know, on the way to like school or like you're doing like, you know, going to school if, even like especially right now it's uh, it's a very hard time for students as well for those like new folks who are like learning from the computer and like trying to learn the language on the computer it's extremely hard sure. uh, I am an IMP uh, uh, an mechanic I'm a, a mechanic I went to school here okay uh, and I study uh, to be an IMP I'm an Airplane mechanic, that's what. Oh, I, wow! Yeah, I was gonna ask what that was. <laughs> me <mechanic>. too, okay,
0: <laughs> Jeez. yeah, I mean, I, yeah, as, as one does, I mean, yeah. He, who I amongst mean, us isn't an airplane?
2: Yeah, mechanic. I mean, I went to school,
0: <laughs> <laughs> me too, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, and and you know, like, uh, like again, like you know, when I was pulled from school, and my dad, not because he wanted to, uh, but be, because he he saw the need to, like. And, and I appreciate that. I think everybody in the family, I, I never fault my dad for that. I appreciate him for uh, putting back to school uh, because also he also knew that what was the right thing to do. Uh, and uh, I feel so much, like, appreciation for that. And absolutely, the school is, like, it's, it's the absolute way to go and prepare yourself. Uh, I wanted to be a doctor or... Uh, you know, an architect. But I ended up, you know, going to school for, uh, when I was little. But I I love the uh, aviation. i always been intrigued about, you know, in the Andes, like at nine, that's very dark. And uh, and suddenly you see, like, very far away at start that moves. And say, oh, it's like, what is that? Oh, it's an airplane. And you will see, So and, and in my mind there, like how those, like, things fly your question like you know and I'm talking about when I was six and my my mom uh, she didn't have any stuff she would cook she would make a fire and that's where the fuego came from like making the fire to actually make breakfast because we didn't have electricity uh, until I was six or seven we did not have electricity or uh, uh, you know gas like it's just like you made every morning you woke up and my uh, mom will cook, make breakfast and the, uh, the stuff on the actual like that's you incredible. Know. What would a classic
0: breakfast be uh, when when you were growing up? What would oh, your mom make on the fire?
2: Uh, motepillo.
0: Uh, I don't know what it's, that it's
2: is. A, it's motepillo is a uh, it's a dish that uh, if you go to like the Andes, everybody knows. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I
1: need to go to the end. Yeah. And it's like, I definitely need you know, like, end.
2: it's like a, a corn. You cook the corn, peels, uh, or unpeel, like, whatever. Like, it's your, your choice. You cook them, and then you actually, like, uh, toast some, like, uh, like scramble eggs. Okay. Yeah, and it's very, you know, it sounds very simple, but actually it's delicious. Uh, Is it on the menu at El Fuego? I wish. <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, it seems like the corn; it has to be a very unique corn uh, that we okay. grow. So every time that I, uh, I believe me, I have tested a few dishes, and uh, and say so like, no, they don't taste the same. No. Like some potatoes, for example, we're like Ecuador has a lot of like uh, uh, diversity of potatoes. For okay. Example: Some potatoes are like sweet and like you know like they're like uh, soft, so you can actually. Uh, uh, or some potatoes, they actually you can like make like uh uh yapingachos uh, or like uh, uh, dishes that are very traditional from Ecuador, like in the Quito, for example, in the capital. They uh, they uh they sell they they make it's a very traditional from uh Quito. They actually are like a patties of like potatoes, and then you fry them, and then we put the cheese inside so good like it's extremely good but also it's a potato it's like the, the kind so, of you like you can't find the potato you can't here. find the potatoes it's like the soil you know it's like it's It's just like it's It's a very unique so like uh, definitely I I have fell on that
0: <laughs> yeah is there a great place to get authentic Ecuadorian food in East or in Nashville
2: I I don't think so okay I know that uh, Chicago uh I went to Chicago, Wangs, uh, but yeah, we, we got some Mexican food there, uh, but not not here uh, sadly. But maybe maybe coming, you know, like let's hope so. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's coming. Let's hope yeah, so. That we'll, sounds amazing.
1: El Fuego uh, is life, man. Like that, <laughs> there are so many parallels and so many of the stories that you are telling. It is crazy. I love it. I love it a lot.
0: When you're, when your mom would make the fire in the morning for breakfast. Do you keep the fire going all day long for for the rest of the meals or or do you put the fire out and you have to make a fire every time she would have to cook
2: uh so in the Andes, up in the mountains uh, there is usually that's how it works you have your it's one little house is the kitchen and the other house is the bedrooms okay. it's just one full bedroom you know it's so one house with a kitchen one little right standing alone and the other standing alone is for the uh the the
0: room one and it's and it's one it's one room one room yep so two parents six
2: kids yes one room and one room yes and each corner will be a bed okay like yeah i I don't know how like my dad and my mom did but uh yeah i i remember those days and later on like when i was like older my dad built a, a bigger building uh there and uh you know with with two levels and and it's like with clay you know you and you made them like the you made the adobe so you say your dad built it like yeah. literally yeah like, yeah with, with his hands he built yeah. it he built a a house a two level houses a, a two level ha- two level house uh with clay so you will like uh you know make the mud and then i get uh it's kind of like in the end it's just like I, I don't it's called paja but this is like little straws. You right. chop them and put your horse to like go around this mud and you have like your, your, your brick formation. You put this mud and like let it dry. And then you have like adobe. That's how the adobe.
0: And, and yeah. is that your, your, would be your entire village in?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think like as you know, you know, the modern world continues to move on. It is, uh, is changing, especially like in like the little town where you right. use cement, but uh, no, like that's like very typical. At the time, you know, I'm talking about like, like, I mean, like, like twenty-five to thirty years ago. Uh,
0: what was it like the first time you came here?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, it was uh, not what I thought. <laughs> it really is like you know, I uh, it's like whoa. Uh, so my dad, uh, uh, my brother said, like, okay, well, the, you know, that's, like, it wasn't that I up him with his old buddies that was he was living with. And, like, I said, like, okay, the couch for you, my friend. Uh, I said, thank you, well, you know. Like, uh, and then in the morning, you know, like woke up, and, like, that's what, what happened. I said, like, my older, I remember my, my brother said, like, okay, uh, I don't think so. It's, you know, the fridge is kind of, like, empty right now, but you can go here, it's like around the corner, there's a burger crane, just go get breakfast, see $50. Wow. Ah, my brother. Wow. What generous, you know? Uh, <laughs> went with this $50 bill, and like, you know, I took my shower and, you know, get nice and say, that. all right, man. Like, in Ecuador, lots of people walk in, right? You know, it's a lot of people like walk in, you make friends, and like, uh, I mean, it's a never ending. Like, it's like, but here, you know, like, it was January. And uh, uh, I, you know, get my my took a shower, my my uh, fixed my hair, and said like, I'm gonna make a couple of friends on the way to the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> I will make a couple of friends there and like I'm
1: good I'm great listen I but, wish every time we do these podcasts I wish people had visuals so awesome. I wish they had visuals I wish people could see it the hands are starting walking to come out walking down the Burger King <laughs> walking down the friends. Burger King Love it. It. yeah
2: and uh, man that's like awesome. I walk I walk out and you know turn around and like hmm, say like well you know Let's let's do it. And just went there and like like nobody was in the street and like went there, I just walked myself and like you know, say like hi, like, you know, it's was, it was like uh I come back with my meal and you know, I kinda I like beginning to understand like where what I was and uh but definitely that strikes me, that 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 experience struck me and like to go to school and you know, learn the language. I, I, by any means, I don't speak perfectly. I'm sorry, maybe it's, <laughs> you know, no, no yeah. your
0: English is wonderful. I, uh,
2: I, you know, uh, put some effort and thank you for like, uh, the the U.S. have uh, gave me the opportunity yeah. to, you know, to, to go and to uh, uh, do amazing things on, like, uh, that otherwise I won't be able to do it back home. You know, like the opportunity. I believe that a lot of like, like when you come in from there and come to the U.S., I feel like here it's like an opportunity every corner. I see so much opportunity every, in any corner that I see. I I see like you know oh wow I, that can be something like you know like that's how I like. I see around like you know I'm surrounded by like and you imagine and and always try to stay positive because I think positivism it's like a wonderful thing that uh, it just makes you uh, always move forward like there has been some setbacks but I I always try to you know look far ahead and yeah, beautiful. Be positive.
0: What was more difficult for you? The language or the culture? Was it more difficult to learn the language or more difficult to be comfortable
2: in the culture? I think probably the... I think probably was the, the language. Okay. I Because I, 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 I have this ability of like... Uh, you know, like... I think... Uh, the language is it's one of the hardest mm. uh, to like to learn but you know once you know that and also depends on where you're coming from you know like I think I i, I can thank enough my parents for what they gave me mm. uh, because I think they, they really uh, they really work hard for uh, uh, for me to to be able to to be like like who i am today and like you know i never feel like i was mistreated by them like they always they always um thought they they believe in me and they mm-hmm. believe in the things that i i you know i have done and they they, they knew that i you know that that the things that I have made. I have made for best intention possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, And uh, yeah. Have your parents been able to come and see what you've built here? Yes, actually they uh, they came in 2019 before the pandemic. Okay. Uh, And uh, they actually they were just uh, they were here like a couple months ago. They stayed for like uh, like. A month and a half. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so they stay here They're with us, and like, you know, uh, I I love like I love them that they were able to come and uh, see where I am, and uh, I remember my my mom, my dad. They, they will be sometimes like you know crying because she know where where I was, and as soon as they uh, they will be able to to come. I wanted her to stay as long as possible, so she see my daily. Uh, activities what I yeah. do and it's just like I like to put some peace of mind on her because two of his like kids the the she loves so much. I mean, any parent does, you know, like maybe in a dad also, like you know, it's
0: I can understand
2: now those those things, and uh, I just wanted for them to to be here as long as they can, so they understand more, and so they are they're fine, they're happy campers like. I don't want, you know, them to be sad because where I was, because they don't know where I am or what I am into, you know? Um, But yeah. Okay, so here's a real question.
0: It's maybe the hardest question. Your mom who cooked for you your entire childhood, does she like your food when you cook for her?
2: I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> she always say like, oh, that's great. But you know, like, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> like, you know, it's a, it is a real question. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. When she, when she was up for
0: that month and a half, did she cook for you or did you cook for her?
2: Well, I do. I did. I did cook some, but I, I will have, I have to be honest. She she won't let me cook. <laughs> okay. She will cook a lot. She, that's where you know, she, plus, you know, like, uh, uh, she just, like, she, she wanted to cook, and I won't take a, she, uh she, I know that, uh, have you uh, been to, like, Inglewood Market? Oh, oh yes. That's, mm-hmm. that's where I took them, because okay. that's where there's most of, most of the products that uh, you will see at uh, Cuenca. They live now, they don't live, like, we, we have moved from Pucará, the little town. We, now my parents live in Cuenca City. So like uh, when you go to these markets, uh, it's a huge city, Cuenca. But it has the ability to actually bring fresh produce every day to the market. Where in the market, the markets, they don't have refrigerators. Ah, okay. Yeah, everything is fresh. Like all of the goods are like just fresh from, from that day. And uh, we are 70 degrees every single day almost. And, wow! Uh, so like it's perfect, you know.
0: So this past week, as I've told everybody, if God ever puts me in charge of the weather, this is this is going to be the weather every day.
2: For the rest of <laughs> all I have to do is move to Ecuador, right? And then I get this weather every day. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, um, Ecuador being in the Andes and being you know in the middle, of the aquarium Right. It's just like there is some places where you just have. Amazing places and they don't change, you know. Once you get there, they just because it's in the middle, it won't change. It's just like that. So,
0: so, and this is a, as I think of, of fresh produce and markets, I always imagine, you know, eating seasonally, which I, I love to do, whatever's in season. But it sounds like there's only one season in Ecuador.
2: It's always, right? is, uh, is the produce yep. the same all the time? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Really, I mean, like, we, they bring from like the north, uh, some, but, uh, most of, like, the city, actually, uh, it's, uh, in a way, self-sufficient in terms okay. of veggies because it's uh, uh, they, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge city. But all of the people there on the Andes, they, they're extremely hard-working people that uh, they bring the produce to sell there every day. And, you know, it's, uh, I mean, like, I don't think so uh, in terms of veggies, nothing is being imported. You know, like wow, yeah, we have like we're lucky in being small at small place. Ecuador is super small, so like anything that you fish on the on the coast, you come and just like, you know, for eleven o'clock, it's you're in the market, kind of like it's super fresh. Yeah, um, that's what I love. I love uh, Cuenca City, and you know, it's one of my favorite places for sure. It's just like. Right there in the like uh, huge, like kind of like a plateau. It's the mountains is surrounding you, and you're in this like plateau. Oh, that sounds where, uh, like uh, paradise to me. It, sure does. Yeah, uh, we have like the weather there. You drive like 30 minutes up the hill, and you are in the in the paramo. You know, in the mountains, and uh, you drive 45 minutes or. Yeah, about 45 minutes, and you're eating oranges. Like, that's how, like, you know, wow. it's, it's just gorgeous.
0: If you could import... <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, no problem. If you could import one thing from Ecuador to here, what would it be?
1: Mm, good question.
0: Potatoes. Potatoes? Yeah. Because we have potatoes, but, <laughs> but we yeah. don't have the we don't have the right ones.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, like... You know, I I think uh, uh, we have uh, so many, like, diversity of potatoes. And I think uh, the end is definitely gives uh, gives a very unique, uh, it's taste. It's it's kind of, like, unique.
1: Potatoes.
2: Yeah, uh, and uh, we also, uh, I love them. Uh, It's called Miyoko's. That I you cannot find here. <laughs> I I have looked for them. So I told my mom, "Would you bring like a little bit of like mayo?" Uh I think she brought like a pound or so. But uh, it's just like it makes you feel definitely home, and it brings me it brings you memories. You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like when, like, what what are they? they are like, uh, uh, you know, like like potatoes, like. Uh, they're they're small, like in thin. Okay. Like like long. Yep. Uh and you pretty much uh cut them like slice. So it's just a vegetable. It's a veggie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's like a it's like a potato, but it's it's a different. Okay. Yeah. Uh it's called mayocos or okas, and I uh, it's only in the Andes. It's like in Cuenca you won't get that. It's just like up in the Paramo, up in the Wow. On like where like there's like a very ancient food, like uh, quinoa, you know, like that's was like the the food from uh, for the Incas. Quinoa, they grow so much uh, corn and quinoa, like, and uh, that's from the specific from the Indies.
0: Gucci, if you ask, so so in in Italy, all the the pizzaoli, the, the guys that make the pizzas, they're all from Naples, from Napoli. I don't care where you go in Italy, you know, if you're in if you're in Milan. If you're in Sicily, if you're in Venice, you go to the restaurant where the pizza is from Napoli. And if you ask them what's the one thing you, could, you would bring from Napoli if you could to make your pizza, they all say the water. The water in Napoli is so different because the mineral content, that's why the pizza there is so good. That's how you make the dough. But you can't, you can't the water isn't like that anywhere else in the world. That's what they always say.
2: Wow! Yeah, that's uh, yeah, no, and and it it feels like it's uh, it's a very unique and like uh, I think uh, God has brought a unique things to specific places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, and, yeah. Uh, I'm thankful that also Jack Daniels is here, <laughs> Amen. and it, it's Hallelujah. because of the water, right? Yeah, I guess yeah. I yes, <laughs> it's yeah, because it has a very unique, and you can get anywhere else. It's the
0: li- it's that limestone.
1: If I moved anywhere else, you want to know what I would take?
0: Uh, from from Nashville from to wherever Nashville. you go. Yeah, all right, where yeah. what would you take?
1: Hot chicken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but is there anything in hot chicken? I mean, yes, the dish is unique to Nashville. but if you if you moved to if you moved to the Andes Mountains, you could probably get all the spices you needed to make the chicken.
1: Wouldn't be Nashville hot chicken? Well,
0: I don't know. maybe. It might be too hot. That's Nashville hot chicken. I don't think it can get hotter than that.
1: Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Nashville hot chicken. I, one, yeah.
0: I, I, I once I once rolled into Bolton's and when yeah. I was when I was young and yeah. asked for the hottest and they wouldn't give it to me. Yeah, literally
1: they were, refused. They were protecting you.
0: I mean, because they were loving me well
2: that day. Yeah, I appreciate. Have them. you
1: been to Princess Hot Chicken?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Not recently. What not since she, before the pandemic. I, I think I have been to Hot Chicken like maybe like twice. And yeah, you're right. This. It's hot. Yeah, I mean, I do. I do it's like uh, some like habanero uh, salsa. Like that's what we like. You know, we do the habaneros. We like uh, uh, get fresh habaneros and then we yeah, process them. You know, like we make a uh, very spicy salsa. But man, the, the hot, hot chicken. chicken I, hot. I, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. There we go.
0: Okay, so a harder question, Jose. It, if you were to import one thing from your home culture, not 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 a food. But from the the people, the culture, the village, to East Nashville, what
2: would you bring? In Cuenca, and especially the Andes, it has a it's a very unique spot. It's a very unique culture that it's extremely warm. Mm. I'm not special. It's you part are. of my culture. Mm. And yeah, the warmness that makes you feel like. And when you go to Cuenca City, they call you call they call you neighbor, wow. vecino. Uh, they they don't call you by your name; they always call you vecino. If you live there long enough, that they know they they even like they people they don't know you. They just call you vecino, and it's a neighbor. It means neighbor and and in, in English. Do you know the name of this podcast? East neighbor. Nashville neighbors. Neighbor. neighbors. There neighbors you go. Of, neighbors <laughs> of East Nashville. <laughs>
1: Neighbors of yeah. East Nashville.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. That's like, exactly I, that, what this is. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. what— That's uh, crazy. Literally, literally, that's like, uh, you go there, and they call you neighbor. That's like, first thing that they say, vecinita, vecinito.
0: 45 minutes ago, when we first sat down, the first question I asked you was, mm-hmm. what makes your restaurant such a hub for community? And I think you just answered that question. It's There's a warmth, and you treat everybody like a neighbor, everybody that comes in there. And it can't be denied. Everyone that goes feels that. And it becomes that hub of community. Um, the food is great. The margaritas are great. The people are great. I'm guessing, I, you know, I, I, there's a lot of places in East Nashville that I can get good food. And that I can get good margaritas and that the people are kind and the servers are good. But there's something about the warmth that you have created at El Fuego that makes it special. And Jose, you're special. You are special.
2: Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Thank
0: you. We as a community are grateful to have you here. Uh, And I'm grateful that I get to learn from you and what you've modeled as far as community goes.
1: I've, I've learned a lot. Well, I am going to El Fuego. I don't know when. Please, come on. But I'm yeah, coming, please, but, you know.
0: Tuesday nights are already too busy. Pick another night.
1: Well, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure here. Okay.
0: Dude, bring the boys over there. Let them play with Atticus out in the front yard and out in the backyard. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Maybe.
2: like in the, in the back is the sand, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like in the front
0: like if you ever start digging through that sand, you probably find at least one of my son's shoes. <laughs> you just didn't bury them and then somehow come back to the table. He's got one shoe on.
2: No, literally. We have we have found, like, a lots of, like, items. And we have, like, a
0: like,
2: like a lost and found that, yeah, that belonging to the kids. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's exactly yeah. what it is. They go back and start burying stuff in the sand. And, and honestly, like, sometimes they just live there. Like, in a the spot, they say, like, ooh, somebody has moved my toy. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's, like, it's a thing. Yeah, They're they living know. their best life. Your best life at El Fuego and Gallatin
0: Road. That's the way to do it. This has been fun. Yep. I have enjoyed it. Jose, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for letting us learn your story
2: and learn from you. You know, uh, thank you guys for the opportunity. I really appreciate every one of you. This is like, you know, uh, an opportunity also for me to like, uh, let everybody knows who uh, really I am and, uh, and uh, it, it makes me uh, extremely, like, happy and, and see that the uh, people who surround me uh, also uh, is thinking mm. about me. And I appreciate the business that uh, you guys have helped me create it. And uh, we always, in our end, are doing our best to, you know, move forward and create better ways to... Uh, to have a place where the the better pigeons deserve. What's the what's the word for neighbor? Vecino. Vecino. Yeah. Vecinos Vec- of East Nashville. Yeah. yeah there you go. Like yeah, the vecinos of East Nashville. do yep. You know how many viewers are
1: listening to me on this? You want
2: to help? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> One million. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. One million
1: neighbors. I, it, wow.
0: Is- <laughs> I was like, please don't believe him.
1: It's <laughs> a no
0: joke. No. No, no joke. Guys, I love you. I love this community. Thank you. Thank you
2: guys. Thank you so yep. much. Sammy, we good?